0: As-salamu alaykum. Welcome back. This is Questions and Answers. I'm Khawa Solomon, and uh, Solomon, and of course, with me is uh, Sheikh Ibrahim Mus answering your questions. Uh, let's, let's go straight into our questions. As Alaikum Shukran for a beautiful program. Afwan. Can a sister who has kids inherit from a sister that doesn't have children? Sure.
1: Yeah, The the, the laws of inheritance and the laws of succession Is quite clearly spelled out um, In our sharia In both the Quran and the sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam And siblings of course can inherit From each other Whether it be brothers from brothers or brothers from sisters Or sisters from brothers or sisters from sisters All siblings can inherit from each other um, On condition That the person that you Are inheriting from Does not have another family member that is stronger in relationship than you Mm. okay now in this case um, she's saying that i'm a sister of someone who has no kids now that would be the first strong um let's say air that would block out the siblings it's normally the kids especially male kids right so if her sister had male children then those male sons of hers those sons of hers would automatically screen out all the siblings If there were any siblings, right? Mm. But in this case, she does not have any children. This is the question. Then, yes, if she does not have any children and if she does not have a father, because a father is also another heir that is strong in relationship uh, to the deceased, and uh, the father would also screen out all the siblings. Okay, so let's say just for argument's sake, a person dies and he leaves behind a father and he also leaves behind brothers and sisters. Okay, Mm. then automatically in this case, the father will screen out all the brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters will not inherit anything because the father is actually a stronger heir um, than them. Now, in this case, I suppose there's no, when she says there's no children, I don't know if there's no father also, but it would appear like that. Otherwise, she would have perhaps mentioned that there is a father. So, in this case, if there's no children and there's no father, then certainly she can inherit from her. And the normal portion that will be given to her, if she's alone, if she's the only sister, she will obviously be able to inherit 50% of her sister's estate.
0: Hmm.
1: Okay, 50% of her sister's estate. If she, of course, has got other brothers and sisters as well, besides uh, herself uh, being a sister to the deceased, then uh, all of them will inherit and obviously the males will get a double share And the females And those details are well known in the Sharia But just a, sh- a short answer Yes, if she's got no children And she's got no father Then you as a sister can inherit from her And the fact that you have children Does not play any role in that okay? It's your relationship with her Being a sister You are able to inherit from her If those conditions are met
0: Alright, so the next question is Does a wife need a husband's permission to wear niqab?
1: Yeah, perhaps just uh, to quickly speak about what the niqab is um, and what the hukum or the ruling of it is in the sharia. The niqab, of course, refers to the face covering. That a woman um, would wear. Uh, And we know that the face covering um, is not something that has been deemed to be obligatory by all the scholars of Islam. There's dispute amongst our ulama whether it is actually uh, obligatory to cover one's face. We're talking about an adult woman to cover her face. We all know that they agree, the scholars all agree, that a woman must wear hijab. Hijab meaning that she must clothe appropriately Her head must be covered, her body must be covered properly She must not wear um, thin clothing or see-through clothing, etc. That reveals the aura They all agree on this We are talking specifically on the face Is it a must for a woman to cover her face as well? Majority of scholars says it is not a must for her to cover her face And uh, obviously she, uh, where we get this from is the verse in the Quran Where Allah Ta'ala says in Surah An-Nur that women should not reveal any part of their beauty except that which ordinarily would appear, that would ordinarily be exposed. Hmm. Now, how do we judge what is ordinarily exposed or not? This has been explained to us by the Prophet himself and by the Sahaba. Um, and we find in a narration that one day Asma, the daughter of Sayyidina Abu Bakr, she came to the Prophet and she was wearing clothing that was slightly thin where it was slightly th- see-through let's say so the Nabi said to her O oh Asma whenever a woman reaches the age of puberty then she should not be seen like this she should not be seen in clothing everything should be covered but he made an exception he said except this and this and he pointed with his hand and where did he point? he pointed towards the face and he point towards the hands. He says, so you should be covered except this and this. So your hands and your face may be open. So the ulama they say, this is an explanation by the Prophet wasallam yes. as to what the ayah means. The ayah says that she should not reveal except that which is ordinarily exposed. Mm-hmm. And here the Nabi wasallam says, what can be exposed? The face and the hands. And this is the vast majority of scholars that say this. And also Abdullah ibn Abbas emphatically actually states this. And this can be found in the book of uh, the Tafsir of Ibn Kathir and other books. That Abdullah ibn Abbas when he reflected on this ayah where Allah Ta'ala says they should not reveal except that which is ordinarily exposed. Abdullah ibn Abbas said uh, the, the, the parts that can be exposed ordinarily is the face, the hands and the ring. And the ring obviously refers to obviously the fingers. Where the, the where the ring is normally worn on, so that is normal. That is okay. Um, that can be exposed. Um, so because of these ahadith and these narrations, most scholars say it is not a must. It is not obligatory for a woman to cover her face. Okay, there are other scholars like the Hanbali madhab. The madhab of Imam Ahmad is quite strict on this uh, issue. Uh, they say that a woman has to cover her face. Also, uh, it's part of her aura. And so there is a view like that. Um, so coming back to the question. So this wife, she wants to wear niqab hmm. and cover her face. Should she ask the permission of her husband or not? I would say yes. She has to consult with her husband on this one, especially since it is not something which is agreed upon by all the scholars. Hmm. There's something disagreed upon. The husband may uh, prefer her to wear one way or prefer her to wear another way. So it's best for her to consult with her husband. Mm. And, of course, if she explains the reasons maybe and gives him the logic behind it, maybe she feels more secure, she feels more comfortable, or she feels um, when she goes out, you know, it will be better. I'm sure he will understand if he is told what the reasons are. Mm. Okay, but I don't think she should do it just by her own and without consulting him because it's not like now, – now, some people may <laughs> misunderstand. They may say that, well, she doesn't need his uh, permission, permission because it yeah. is something to do with the dean, you know. Mm. You see, we have to make a distinction between things that are obligatory in the deen and things that are perhaps recommended in the deen. Hmm. We have to make that distinction. So let's say it is uh, something that is obligatory, like salah. Let's say salah. Does she need her husband's permission to make salah? Obviously not. She does not need because that is a God-given obligation which we all agree upon. Hmm. And in fact, if he were to tell her not to make salah, then she doesn't have to obey him. She doesn't have to listen to him. Because she, she doesn't have to follow a rule that is going to go against the teachings of the Qur'an and the sunnah. Mm. Okay, Even if a husband tells her that. Because our ultimate allegiance is to Allah. You know, If Allah says we must do something, we should do it. Even if the husband says some, something else. But this is a matter which is obviously clear cut. It is something which we all accept in the deen. Mm. But if it is a matter which is not obligatory, such as this issue of niqab, which we demonstrated now is not really agreed upon to be something that is obligatory. Um, In such a case it obviously would require for the wife to do some consultation with the husband he may have his preferences, he may have his likes or his dislikes and it is also always good to involve him so that uh, he also understands and I'm sure like I said, if this wife tells the husband why and gives the rationale behind it I'm pretty sure that he will also be able to see the hikmah in it and I want to say to this wife, if you are doing it for the good reasons and the proper reasons, inshallah, you know, Allah will make it easy, you know, but do not uh, try to enforce it without his permission or without his um, sort of uh, go ahead, because this may cause friction in your marriage where you are trying to do something which is, like I said, not by consensus hmm. taken to be something that is obligatory.
0: Shukran Sheikh, let's continue with the SMSs, please do uh, send your question on 47913, we won't deal with it within the show, but next week definitely, um, or the week following after that inshallah we will, uh, as we still deal with the questions that we have at hand. Okay, so the next one Sheikh is, my husband does not go with me to visit my parents, we are married for 15 years, in the beginning he did, now he says he is too busy, both of his parents are deceased.
1: Yeah, this is uh, a common uh, problem as well that we get in, 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 in the lives of married couples. Uh, very often, we don't pay a lot of attention to visiting the families of our spouses. Uh, and yes, specifically speaking about the parents mm-hmm. of our wives or the parents of our husbands. Uh, and yes, uh, we should uh, give importance to this uh, because obviously the parents of our spouses are very important people in the lives of our spouses. You know, my wife uh, and her relationship with her mother is just as important as my relationship with my mother. Mm. And we should see it as such. We should never try to uh, only enforce uh, one's own own rights and, uh, you know, try to bar someone else from her rights or from her duties towards her parents. So um, it is important that the husband obviously sees that uh, it may not be his parents, but the fact that it is my wife's parents and it is a duty that she has towards them. I should assist her in that, and I should be part of that, Hmm. and I should also show her, and that is showing love to her, isn't it? It's showing how much I care for her, is to do something that pleases her as well,
0: Hmm.
1: okay? I mean, uh, uh, it's only logical that if if a husband continues to disregard or undermine uh, the role of the parents of his wife, not wanting her sometimes to go there Or worse than that, like here Not he himself going ever there Not mm. ever visiting Obviously it's going to leave some kind of feeling in the heart of my wife She's not going to be happy with us all the time She's going to feel somewhat disturbed about it And it may cause issues later on So it's important that the husband sees this And, and I mean for 15 years And it's a long time mm, And if you haven't sure. gone, it's, it's very bad I mean we shouldn't, you know And, and we should never have the attitude this, but it's not my parents mm. It's only my in-laws, you know, of us, my family, like we would say in Afrikaans. No, it's it's parents, you know, it's your parents. It's mm. like, although it's not your biological parents, but the fact that they are related, related to your wife and it's very important people in your wife's life, you should make them important in your life as well. Mm. Because there is a ripple effect of these things. Okay, And uh, where one can actually see this is the fact that, remember your mother-in-law, in, in Islamic law, you are never able to marry her. Hmm. Even if you were to divorce your wife, even if your wife were to die one day, you are not allowed ever to marry your mother-in-law. So what does that tell us? It tells us that the status of the mother-in-law is very, very close to you. You know, she almost becomes like your own, like your own mother. And you need to treat her as such. And uh, we would like to encourage this husband and all other husbands that they do not uh, have this particular attitude of not wanting to visit their their in-laws or the parents of their wives. Um, This is part of showing goodness to your wife and showing love to your wife. And this uh, it will will actually strengthen your relationship with your wife Mm -hmm. when you show her the care and concern that you also give for the things or for the people that she deem to be important in her life. And you'll see the spin-off of that. She will also then want to be in a a situation to do things for you and to make sure that you are happy in certain things. Because marriage is all about give and take. We all Mm -hmm. know that. You can't expect just to get and get and receive, but you don't want to give anything, okay? And yes, we can understand that sometimes we do get busy, right? We're not able to visit them maybe all the time. You know, husbands are sometimes, they have other duties, they've got oh. other uh, things that they do. So I think the wife also mustn't make it a point that you have to go every, let's say, you know, a certain day. and Because this is also an issue. Sometimes uh, the wives are a bit too particular on this thing. It has to be a certain day, a certain time, religiously, you know? But it may be like uh, where the husband is busy, we Mm -hmm. should also understand. And on the other hand, the husband should not make excuses not to go. He should go, should visit them, he should uh, mend that relation and and build that relation between him and his in-laws because ultimately it will have a positive spin-off between Mm. him and his own wife, um, inshallah ta'ala.
0: Shukran Sheik. Let's break for now and continue with your questions after the short break. And we do accept your SMSs with your questions on 47913. Back in a moment.